everybody. It is a good thing to praise the Lord. How many of you want to do a good thing? You know, sometimes I'll see on Facebook, I was reminded yesterday someone had bought a new truck and they'd posted, I did a thing today. You know, that's kind of the language we use, I did a thing today. Well, the Bible says it is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. And we can all leave here today saying we did a good thing today, right? Because God inhabits praise. And so we're so grateful for the goodness of God that allows us this privilege to worship together in spirit and in truth. We want to welcome Officer Jim. He is our officer for today. Will you make him welcome? And we always remember to pray for our police officers every day and every week. Okay, Miss um, D is on a weekend vacation with family, and it was kind of a spur-of-the-moment decision, but she isn't able to be here, and her faithful sidekick, who usually comes, I believe she said has COVID still, so wasn't able to be with us today. Speaking of that, we need to remember Tracy's family. Her mom and dad both have COVID. Uh, we have her sister, Lisa, who is in uh, rehabilitation and needing very special prayers. We want to pray for Ashley. That would be uh, a request that Brenda had handed to me yesterday. Pastor Regina. By the way, she has a birthday coming up, I believe, on Monday. So you may want to give her a call. Uh, she's not able to get out too much, but she loves to talk on the phone some days. So um, if you don't have her number, please see me or Jimmy. We can get that for you. Glenn Lassiter, most of you know Glenn from Maple Oaks, suffered a pretty bad stroke about four days ago and is in ICU at Johnson City. So please remember him in your prayers. Pray for Christine. Pray for um, Israel, Gaza, Ukraine, and the world. The, there's so much going on in our world, it's too difficult to limit it to just a few. We want to pray for Tanya's mom, who is uh, doing better, I believe. And so we have many needs who um, need to be thought about today. Okay? So anybody else, by the lifting of your hand, just say, remember me, remember my loved ones, my friends. And God already knows the end from the beginning. So let's pray together today. Gracious and loving God, it's a beautiful day that you have made. As we sometimes say, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. But Lord, we know that even though we are gathered here and it is well with us in this moment, in this hour, there are many around us, many within uh, close proximity to us who are suffering, who are in hospitals, who are dealing with sadness and grief. So, Father, we just ask you to bind up the brokenhearted and to comfort all who stand in need of your gracious touch today. We ask you, O oh God, that you would hear our prayers for all of these names that have been lifted up and for all the ones that have been thought about, even by the lifting of hands. And for all those who will be viewing this on social media, Lord, I ask that you would 
hear those prayers as well as we reach out to you in faith. And now we pray together the prayer that you taught us to pray. Let us pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And leave us, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You know, I often pray that prayer, and when I get to that part about temptation, sometimes I will personally pray, Lord, leave me not in temptation, because we all go there, don't we? We visit that place from time to time, and so when that occurs, we pray, Lord, do not leave me in this place. But as the old song says, lift me up above the shadows and plant my feet on higher ground. And we're glad Betty came back after only a month in Florida. Uh, as you know, she spends her winters in Florida, but she needed a Shades of Grace fix. <laughs> so welcome, Betty. I know she came for a wedding but it's always good to see you and your friend who came with you today. All right. So we're going to have a couple of songs by our Shades of Grace choir. And uh, we might say what remains of it or what is yet to be uh, seen. But we're discovering talent. Shades of Grace has talent, right? Now, really, the Bible says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all ye lands. So we're here to just praise the Lord. So those of you that are going to join us in the choir today, and you're welcome. Everybody's invited. Come on up and let's sing a couple of songs, okay?
together. I love to tell the story. Twill be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. Many times I have traveled down a long, lonely road, headed for another place to tell. Someone who needs it, the story of Jesus and how he'll save their soul from hell. I've seen many great places, many new faces, beautiful sights where I've been, but I want you to know the reason I go to tell the old story again. Over and over I'll tell the old story to people I've never seen before. Yes, the story of Jesus, oh, how he loves us. He'll keep us safe evermore. How he paid the full cost, gave his life on the cross, to save a world lost in sin I am headed for glory Telling the story over and over again Aren't you thankful this morning that we can tell the story? At times I have questioned I have wondered, Lord, is this truly your will? I've been discouraged, tired, and weary. Sometimes it seems all uphill. That's when he takes me back, all the places I've been, where he saved so many from sin. It breaks my heart like it did from the start And I've got to go tell it again Over and over I'll tell the old story To people I've never seen before It's the story of Jesus Oh, how he loves us He'll keep us safe evermore How he paid the full cost Gave his life on the cross to save a world lost in sin. I am headed for glory, telling the story over and over again. I am headed for glory, telling the story over and over and over and over again. Y'all help me sing this one this morning. I have a source of strength when I am weak that helps me through when life is pressing me. 
I have a source, a power from above. I'm covered over by a shield of blood. I claim the blood Jesus shed on Calvary. Those precious it through who never go to Calvary as I do for there a healing and cleansing strength still flows with peace that only his redeemed can Everybody warmed up? Okay. If you haven't recognized it through some of the songs that we have sung and through some things that has been said already, the theme for today is telling our story. Now I want to tell you how God confirms things to us when we're following God's plan. I did not know uh, what I was going to read this morning on an email from Holston Conference. But as I looked on the uh, website, the Holston Conference United Methodist Church had a story. It said, keep telling the stories. And that was my confirmation. But as Annette writes this, you can go online and I have that information for you. But she said, I am proud of every church I write about for Holston Conference. Two of our churches were recently lifted up through writing awards at the United Methodist Association of Communicators meeting in Charleston, South Carolina. 
winning first place for a feature story in the annual conference division was a story about Mary's Chapel United Methodist Church in Bean Station, Tennessee. And the subtitle of that was Gift of 100 Pennies Leads to Building a Church in Zimbabwe. Winning second place for a feature story in the annual conference division was a story about Shades of Grace United Methodist Church in Kingsport, Tennessee. And the subtitle, This Church Claims the Unclaimed, Loves Them to the Grave. I'm grateful to the Reverend Sam Zobo for sharing the Mary's Chapel story with me and to Reverend Will Shui for the many, many wonderful stories that come out of Shades of Grace every day. And that just touched my heart. Give the Lord thanks. So before I read that, I already had my sermon prepared about telling our story. And that's why when Landon said, when can we have the choir again? I said, let's try it. And one of the songs, I love to tell the story. And so we're going to read some verses. I'm going to read to you first from Psalm 107. The words will be on the screen. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. But in this translation, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Are you redeemed today? then you have a story to tell. And you have a story to tell at whatever crossroads you come to in life. You know, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story, those he redeemed from the hand of the enemy, those he gathered from the lands, from the east and the west, the north and south. Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their souls fainted within them. This reads, their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. He turned rivers into desert, flowing springs in the thirsty ground, fruitful land into a salt waste because of the wickedness of those who live there. He turned the desert into pools of water, the parched ground into flowing springs. There he brought the hungry to live, and they founded a city where they could settle. They sowed fields and planted vineyards that yielded a fruitful harvest. So I focus in on that one phrase, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. God takes our test and turns it into a testimony. And if that's the case, then all of us have a testimony for sure because we all go through tests of life, we have gone through tests in life, and we will continue to go through tests 
in life. And I've also said that God takes our mess and turns it into a message. One of the songs in the hymn book says, I've a story to tell to the nations. And sometimes it is a story about our mess that God has found us in and lifted us up and set our feet on a solid rock. So today it's story time at Shades of Grace. Thank you, Landon, for picking out those songs that help us understand our own story. As people of God, as people of faith, we are a storytelling people. The people of God have always told stories. If you go all the way back into Deuteronomy in the Old Testament, we are reminded and God reminded God's people through Moses of the rich heritage and the value of telling your story and passing it down to the next generation. In chapter 6, he said, Repeat these stories to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house or when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Bind them as a sign upon your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your city gates. The value of telling your story, of sharing your testimony, of writing it down. How many of you have ever thought about writing down some of your story? Or maybe go to your computer and just begin to record yourself telling your story. It's very, very important that your story is passed down to those who will follow us because we have wisdom through our stories. And sometimes in the telling of our story, we can prevent someone else from going down the wrong road or making a bad mistake. Immediately following the reading of the Ten Commandments, this is what they are to do to pass the story on. In the Old Testament, they followed the commandments of Moses, which had to do with their relationship to God, our Creator, and relationship to human beings around us. As the question is asked, Lord, who is my neighbor? You know, that has always been a struggle throughout the generations of time. And yet, we are today telling our story through the greatest commandment of Jesus. You know, he was asked, what is the greatest of these commandments? And he said, I didn't come to destroy those commandments of Moses, but I came to fulfill them. And I take all of the commandments of the Old Testament and consolidate them into two, Jesus said. And that is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And in doing that, we not only tell the story of God's love to our children, but to the children's <coughs> children. This is what will help you prosper and have life. 
You know, not everybody that's walking around with breath in their body feels like they have a good life. You know, sometimes decisions we make, sometimes circumstances beyond our control. But yet in Christ Jesus, as we focus upon putting God first, we understand more of what the abundant life means. And that is, it's important what we do here and how we live our life but it's more important how we prepare our hearts and minds and look forward to the life to come. Because this isn't all of it. There's more to the story. How many of you know that? You know, there are just a few chapters to be told. There's a verse in the Old Testament, I think in the book of Psalms, that said every one of us is living our lives as though someone is telling a story. You know, we live our days out like a story that is being told. What kind of stories could you tell? What kind of stories might be told about you when you're gone from planet Earth? This helps us to understand what the abundance of Christ is. Sacred words and instructions. Keep them close to you is what Moses is saying. Bind them upon your forehead. Put them around your arm. Wear a bracelet. Wear a necklace. Wear a ring. Do something. Wear clothing that has a logo. Something that says God is good all the time. I see some of you today, more than one, wearing the Will and Jimmy Show t-shirts. And if you haven't gotten your latest Will and Jimmy show t-shirt. We've ordered more. They go through very quickly, but everyone will have that opportunity to get your updated version of the Will and Jimmy show t-shirt. You just need to let us know um, because we run out quickly. We went through 600 of the others that we did and now we're doing a different, but it's a story that's being told. Hopefully there are many people who can see that t-shirt and say, well, I watched that. That's telling the story of faith, the story of shades of grace, of how God's mercy intervenes and how God is ever present in the lives of those folks involved in this ministry. By the way, did you know that our community burial from last Saturday a week ago has had over 5,000 people view that burial on Facebook Live, and I'm not sure the number who has viewed it on YouTube, but more than 5,000 people. And the service that we were in right here last Saturday morning that was played on Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock on YouTube and Facebook, on Facebook alone has had over 3,000 200 people watched that in the past week. Amen. And then the Will and Jimmy show, I looked this morning, I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of almost 1,500 or getting close to it, if I'm not mistaken, from this past Wednesday. So somebody's telling the story. Hopefully someone else will say, hey, look at this story. Listen to these words. Listen to the singing and go out and share your faith and find yourself in the midst of the story. You see, back during the time all of this scripture was taking place that we read, 
in the book of Psalms, the children of Israel had been wandering. They had been a nomadic people seeking the promised land, looking for a better place. How many of you all are looking for a better place than what we see down here? We live in a troubled world. Oh my, we see tragedies unfolding around us. And if we're not careful, that fear can begin to creep into our own mind and soul about what's going to happen in our world. But the good news is God is with us. And Jesus said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. So take hope today. Find peace in Christ and know that he is our refuge and strength and very present help in time of trouble. You know, we think about the people in Israel and in Gaza, in the West Bank, the people of Ukraine, and those are just two of the hotspots in our world, but at any given time, there are dozens and dozens of wars being fought out in our world. We don't hear about them because they're in faraway places. Yuzoma's getting ready to fly to Nigeria in about two or three days and check on Shades of Grace International. But she could tell us stories of the warfare that takes place in that country among different groups of people. There's tragedies all around us. And as the children of Israel were away from their home, in many cases from everything that they knew, they faced an uncertain future. And I'm here to tell you today that the only way that any of us can know our future for sure is to place our hope in God who said, I will never leave you, I'll be with you, I will guide your steps, I will lead you. It is well with my soul. I love that old song, It Is Well With My Soul. And yet it was written out of the deepest of tragedies from the man who penned those words when he had lost all of his family, his children, if I'm not mistaken, in a shipwreck. And yet he knew in whom he had believed. And as the scripture says, I know in whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he will keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Dear loved ones and friends, commit what you have to Jesus. Commit your ways to the Lord. And the Bible says he will guide our paths. He won't give us everything we ask for, but he will supply our needs according to riches in glory. God will take care of us as we seek to know and trust him more. It won't be a perfect life. I'm here to tell you right now. But it can be a life with peace and a life with a hope. As the writer says, I know the plans that God has for you to give you a hope and a future, not to hurt you, but to help you. And if you don't get anything else from this today, know that whatever story is playing out in your life, whatever is happening in your personal circle of life, that God has a plan for you and it's a good plan. And in the end, 
you're going to look back and say it was worth it all. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. It is well with our soul. We don't go by feelings. We go by faith, right? But one day our faith will become sight. Oh, what a wonderful day that will be. But these people were facing challenges in life. And so they turned back to their stories of what it was like back home before all this. And each one of us could say before all this, whatever all this means to you. This was my story. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. And so they went back to the stories. And that's what kept them going. Kept them connected to their homeland and looking forward to the promise of a better tomorrow. Amen. For followers of Jesus, for those of us here today, for those of you who are viewing by means of social media and listening to these words, maybe on a podcast driving down the interstate or maybe working or out jogging with the earphones and listening to Shades of Grace, know today that your story matters. It matters a great deal. For each of us, when we think about the Beatitudes, it tells us how to receive blessings, but also how to be a blessing. I believe that everything God gives to us is given to us with the express purpose, not only for us to receive blessing and enjoyment, but that we have enough to pass on to somebody else. Amen. It only takes a spark to get a fire going. And soon everybody around is warming up to its glowing. You read John's Gospel. We've been going a lot through the Gospel stories over the last couple of months, the parables that Jesus gave. And you find how Jesus met Nicodemus at midnight or the Samaritan woman at high noon. And they tell the story of how the Lord met them in their place. God will meet you right where you are today, right wherever your heart is hurting. The Bible says we have a high priest who is touched by the feelings of our infirmities. And so today our story does matter a great deal. Storytelling is the basis of our written scriptures. Began, the old stories of the Bible began with people talking and telling their stories even before there was a written language or alphabet. They told the stories to keep them alive. They're written so that we might believe and have life in Jesus' name. That's what the writer of John says before he ends his proclamations. We read God's story. We read our story. We find ourselves in the parables that Jesus talked. We see how the early church wrestled with 
how to be a disciple in a changing world and how much more challenging and difficult would that be today to be a follower of Jesus in a changing world. Isn't it amazing how much the world has changed in your lifetime? We could find the oldest person here who could tell us of the changes in their lifetime, and then we would find the youngest person here, and they would tell us of those changes that have occurred in their brief time on planet Earth. We are in, in an ever-changing situation, but we are serving a God who never changes, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We're humbled. I am humbled. We rejoice in the examples and teachings of Jesus, of his death and resurrection, and how we can make a difference in our world. I know in the United Methodist churches we have a mission statement. It's very simple but very profound. Making disciples for Jesus Christ for transformation of the world. And that simply means that every one of us has the ability within us to make changes in someone's negative situation. We can help someone. I read something so simple this morning that I passed it along. It simply was talking about in everyday life how all of us, when we go to the grocery store, could make a difference. How many of you know what it means when you see the advertisement at the grocery store, BOGO, B-O-G-O? -O. You know what that means? Buy one, get one. And it's as simple as that. You might say, oh, well, they have five pounds of potatoes on sale today, but I only need five pounds. But what about that person in the line in front of you or two carts behind you who's a single parent who's struggling to put food on the table? So you get that extra bag of potatoes and you share it with someone that you feel could use it. See, there's so many ways in life that each of us can make a difference. They may never know our name, but they'll never forget our kindness. That's so very, very important in this changing world in which we live. So we hear the stories of Jesus, as the old songwriter says, tell them over again to me. Wonderful words, wonderful words of life. One of my favorite stories is found in Psalm 137, and I paraphrase that. The people said, there we sat by the rivers of Babylon, and we cried, we wept when we remembered Zion. Zion is another word for Jerusalem, the habitation of God. They said, we hung our harps on the willows, when our captors asked us to sing some of our songs from home. Not just any old tearjerker country song like my wife ran off with my pickup truck and my hound dog or something like that, but the songs of joy, the songs of blessing, the psalms that they sing of the victory of God, songs of joy, 
a good old gospel song, maybe like I Know My Name Is There that we sang this morning. And those of you who were singing that and those of you who were listening that, I have a confession to make. I am the one who said, Landon, give us a little bit of time to catch our breath and give us a turnaround between those verses. And what did I do? I kept on singing in the turnaround until it wasn't the right tune anymore. So Christian, I'm sorry. <laughs> and Ronnie, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I thought, hey, this is Shades of Grace. If it doesn't have a few mistakes in it, then it ain't real, right? So I think it was just the way it's supposed to be. But this story of the children of Israel, they were in captivity. And all they could do is tell the stories of what it used to be back home. And the people who kidnapped them said, hey, sing a few of those songs that you used to sing back home. And it made them so sad that it says they hung their harps upon the willow. Or as I heard an old country preacher years ago, when they hung their harps on the willow, by the willow tree. You know there are a lot of sad songs about the willow trees. Have you ever noticed that? Well, I don't know what that's all about. We'll have to ask Oscar next time he's here. So what about you today? Are you heartbroken? Are you homesick? Are you heartsick? Are you grieving over joys departed? Is so there something in your soul that you just can't find yourself to be free of? Is there a trouble that's just eating away inside? Then think about the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God that has brought you this far. The Bible says it is because of the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God that you and I are not consumed all the day long. There are many opportunities in life where you and I could have not been here today. And by the grace of God, we survived it, we overcame it often and never knew anything about it. Aren't you thankful for that today? So we all have a story to tell. What about you? Why not sit down later today, get you a little pen and paper or record it on your phone and start telling your story. It will heal both your heart and the heart of somebody who will hear it. I believe that everything that we go through in life that is tragic and difficult and heartbreaking can be used to God's glory to help someone else who is dealing with the very same thing or who will be dealing with it in the very near future. And the Bible, uh, that old song we sing, we'll understand it better by and by and we'll tell the story how we've overcome and we'll understand it all better by and by. See, God's story is so incredible, so powerful, so important that you and I come together week after week after week after week. In Saturday mornings like this, in Bible studies on Wednesday at 1, on social media on Wednesday nights and on Sunday afternoons, and in many other opportunities 
that we might continue not only to hear the old, old stories, the parables of Jesus our Lord, but that we might also be reminded how we fit in to those stories as well. That's what worship is when we come together. Worship isn't about a beautiful choir or missing the music of the turnaround. The Bible says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all ye lands. That means everybody. Everybody praise the Lord because God inhabits praise. You know that? And that's what we do when we gather in places like this. It's to celebrate how God's story has intersected into our own story. Through worship, we interpret those stories that are thousands of years old into our own story. Sometimes, as I told you last week, and as Reverend Cross told us during our anniversary service, we need to use our sanctified imagination just a little bit to place ourselves in our current situation. But it will help the world to hear the old, old story. And discipleship is the result of you telling your story. You don't know, you don't, do not have to know how to preach a sermon. If that were the case, uh, I wouldn't be here today. Did I ever tell you my story? I'm going to wind up with it. But when I was first called to preach, and it's been so many years ago now, so long, long ago, and my dad, who has now been gone from this earth for 35 years, so I was a young person. I had never known him to ever darken the door of a church, as the old saying goes. He was not a church-going person. But when I was called upon to preach my first sermon, he was a little bit upset. And I'm just going to tell you exactly what he told his friends. I really thought Will, being my only son, would end up being a hellraiser instead of a holy roller preacher. It's the truth. That's my story. But you do not know how much encouragement that was for me. Because I thought, okay, Dad, I'm going to show you a little bit different. And I started out from that day, and I said, I'm never going to stop. I may fall short. I may fall down. But I'm going to keep getting up again. And when I can't get up again, I'm going to have somebody around me that's going to pick me up. And we're going to praise God together. Amen. But go ahead and give the Lord thanks. But to finish the rest of that story, my sermon that I had worked on so hard, and we didn't have computers back then, and I had a little portable typewriter, but I was one of those... I was a hunter and a pecker. Anybody like anybody a hunter and a pecker? Come on, confess. Okay? So I'd, I'd, you know, do this. So I tried to write it out, and then I'd never had the best handwriting, so sometimes I couldn't remember what it was supposed to be. But I had it all ready, and I preached my first sermon, and I know that it lasted every bit of about three to four minutes, probably. It could have been a little more. And there wasn't that big of a crowd, let me tell you. I think there's probably 15 people there. 
including my dad, who had never gone to church, as far as I know, in my lifetime or his. And on the way home, well, you know, as I finished that sermon in four or five minutes, I went over and gave it a recap, and I gave it another two or three minutes of my hot spots, my points. And on the way home, he gave me those challenging words. He said, I think that you need to find something else to do with your life because this preaching thing ain't going to ever amount to very much. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Hallelujah. There's freedom in telling your story. Thank you, Jesus. So tell your story how God came to meet you as London sings that song so many times. He came looking for me, and he found me. Do you want to be found today? Do you want the fullness of joy? Do you want all the good things that God has for you? Then begin to tell your story of how God has been good to you and how that God is good to us all. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Now how many of you can sing that with me? Maybe you've not been real faithful about telling your story, but you're going to sing it with me now and leave this place singing a new song, singing the story of God's love for the world. Sing it with me one more time. This is my story. This is my song. Praising. my story this is my song praising my Savior all the day long Amen Are you glad you came to worship today? Landon I want you to just sing us out of here pick out something something that we can go forth singing and rejoicing on our way God's people sat by the river and wept, remembering the good old days. When they lift their voices to heaven and sing a song of wonderful praise. But now the enemy had them in bondage, and their harps on the willow were hung. He said, How can we sing in a strange land a song of joy when there's none, but I've still got a song. Though the enemy rages, I've still got a song. Though I'm battered and torn, deep in my heart there's a joy that stays. 
days my trials can't take my song away though the battle's been long my faith is made strong but i've still got a song now i'm traveling in a foreign land and it's growing more hostile each day Keep trusting in Jesus and in his will I remain. The joy and strength he gives to my weary soul will be enough to sustain. But I've still got a song. Though the enemy rages, I've still got a song. I couldn't have picked out a better one, Landon. Thank you. We have our song, and we're going to sing it. Go in peace in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God bless you until we meet again. So many times I question certain circumstances things I could not understand many times in trials when weakness blurs my vision that's when my frustration gets so out of hand it's then I am reminded I've never been forsaken I've never had to stand one chest alone When I look at all the victories And the Spirit of God's rising up in me Then it's through the fire My weakness is made strong He never promised That the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard to climb he never offered our victories without fighting but he said help would always come in time so just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision and the adversary says just hold on our Lord will show up and he will take you through the fire again I know within myself 
that I would surely perish. Oh, if I trust the mighty hand of God, He will shield the flames again, again. He never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard to climb. He never offered our victories without fighting. He said help would always come in time. So just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision and the adversary says, just hold on Our Lord will show up And He will take you through the fire again And just hold on Our Lord will show up And He will take you through the fire Amen.